Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos with the Bible as Literature podcast, and I am excited to introduce a new program on the Ephesus School Network by Father Aaron Warwick and Jason Ewert discussing biblical readings from the Orthodox Lectionary on a weekly basis. And for this first episode, we're going to release the show here to our listeners on the Bible as Literature podcast. But going forward, you can subscribe to Teach Me Thy Statutes by visiting EphesusSchool.com org and clicking subscribe. Without further delay, I'm happy to introduce Teach Me Thy Statutes on the Ephesus School Network. You're listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes, a production of the Ephesus School Network. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. The company of the angels was amazed when they... Hi, this is Father Aaron Warwick with Jason Everett, and you are listening to the Teach Me Thy Statutes podcast, episode number one. Since today is our first episode, I want to briefly introduce myself and my co-host, Jason Everett. Again, I'm Father Aaron Warwick, and I serve as the pastor of St. Mary Antiochian Orthodox Church in Wichita, Kansas, where I've served the past 10 years. I'm thankful to have the support of my lovely wife, Gwen, who is a nurse practitioner, a great sidekick as a priest's wife, and my best friend. We have four children all living at home and keeping us very busy. I'm Jason Everett, a parishioner at St. Mary in Wichita, along with my wife Anna and our three children. And most of my day is spent serving as a financial advisor, and my wife is a very talented freelance graphic designer. Before we begin our first episode, I want to let listeners know about our plans for the Teach Me Thy Statutes podcast. Our primary goal on this podcast is to promote scriptural reflection among lay people and non-scholars. Our plan is to provide a weekly 10- to 15-minute discussion of a biblical passage. We hope our discussion will help people better understand how Scripture speaks to us today and provides a guide for how we should live our lives. Since Jason and I are both Orthodox Christians, we will use the Orthodox Lectionary, or the Cycle of Readings, to determine our passage for discussion. Each week, Jason will review the daily readings on our Orthodox calendar and will select one for us to discuss. To be clear, this podcast is not only for Orthodox Christians. We hope anyone interested in learning more about the Bible will join us. But by using the Orthodox cycle of readings, we will be discussing, over the course of time, many different books of the Bible. I think as the podcast develops, our audience will begin to see how some of the fundamental scriptural messages come together in each book of the Bible. So without further ado, I will now turn it over to Jason to tell us about today's reading. Today we will be discussing Luke chapter 6, verses 46 through 49, and chapter 7, verse 1. Before we begin our discussion, I will read this passage. The Lord said, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation upon rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke up against that house and could not shake it because it had been founded upon the rock. But he who hears and does not do them is like a man who built his house on the ground without a foundation against which the stream broke and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. After he had ended all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. Father, as I look at this passage, I have a few questions, but I'll begin with this one. 
Is Christ making a statement about our faith, that faith alone is not sufficient for our salvation? Well, that's a very good question, Jason, and I'm glad you've chosen uh, to begin our first podcast with this question because it's important for us to understand what we mean, or really rather what the Bible means when it uses words like faith. Uh, The meaning of faith in the Bible, uh, really we could translate this word better as trust. Faith, belief, trust in, in the Greek, the biblical Greek, are really all the same thing. The example I like to give for this as an example I've seen in, in raising my own kids, they all went through this stage when they were young, and that is uh, watching my kids with a balloon. Now, of course, my kids just intuitively learned to trust gravity. They didn't know what to call it. There was no name for it that they had, you know, when they were one or two years old, but they had already learned that what goes up must come down. And so when you watch them for the first time let go of a balloon, they would start screaming and, and crying and throwing a fit because their balloon wasn't coming down. They couldn't figure it out. I can imagine their reaction. And so when we talk about faith in the Bible, uh, that's really um, what we're talking about is a trust, an inherent trust in something. Now, we need to uh, correct, I think, this common misunderstanding of faith Uh, that many people have as something that we just intellectually believe, something that we believe in our heads. Ultimately, what faith is, again, is like that child with the balloon that trusts in gravity. If we have faith in God, then we believe that what he says is true and is going to happen. So ultimately, if we believe, if we have faith that Jesus is Lord, uh, we will do what he tells us, as he said in that passage you just read. So if we continue down that same path, could you elaborate a bit further on the role of faith and works in our salvation? Again, I'm, I'm happy to discuss this on our first podcast to help clear the air and give some perspective. Uh, this issue of faith versus works was, of course, a, a key differentiator between Roman Catholics and Protestants during the Protestant Reformation and even up until today. And like so many issues, when we speak of these types of controversies between different Christian groups, I think we miss the forest for the trees. Ultimately, I think we have to reframe the discussion to understand what the Bible's saying. On this issue of faith versus works, I like to highlight three things. First, as it relates to salvation in the Bible, we are saved by God's mercy, by His graciousness. I would like to say that we're saved by God's mercy, period. Uh, But I do want to expand on that, as the Bible does, to understand how this functions. The way to best understand the Bible's presentation of salvation is that it functions like an inheritance, something that, by definition, can never be earned, but it can be lost. So if we're thinking about, you know, an inheritance from our parents that we might receive upon their death, It's something that they have earned. It's their money. It's what they have acquired, oftentimes in spite of us. We know raising young kids, they often uh, take up quite a bit of our money. Father, with three young kids of my own, I can definitely relate. Yeah, I'm I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, But if our parents still have money left uh, at their death, they often give that to us, their children, as an inheritance. Again, nothing that we did to earn that. But we can lose it. So, for example, if if I have a problem uh, gambling, I'm a gambling addict, and my parents see that, then they're likely to take away my portion of the inheritance and just give it to my sister because they don't want to see me uh, waste their money 
in a couple of days in a casino. So it's something that I can never earn by definition, but I can lose. I like that analogy. It's something I really hadn't heard explained that way before. I think that's helpful and really fairly simple. It really seems like people like to complicate this issue, uh, but it's very simple to understand. Even when we explain it to young children, they can understand the concept. So it is something that's simple to understand, but I think it's difficult for us uh, to grasp uh, sometimes as adults because we really want to think that we've earned the good things uh, that come to us. We have that deep sense, and, and I notice, as I've mentioned it many times uh, in, in some of my sermons, that some of the first words that my kids said is, I can do it myself. So this sense of self-sufficiency is deep within us as human beings. And ultimately, when we talk about salvation, again, it's something that is given to us by grace. It's something that we can't earn, but it is something we can lose. And then finally, I want to refer to the best saying that I've heard about this topic, uh, which comes from my seminary professor, Father Paul Tarazi, also, of course, with his uh, Tarazi uh, Tuesday podcast on the Ephesus School Network. And he said that the gospel or salvation, either one of those, uh, salvation is free of charge, but with a charge. We can always count on Father Paul for a clever play on words. Yeah, obviously he's making a play on words there, saying that the gospel is free. It's by mercy. It's given to anyone and everyone, but it comes with a command, namely to behave graciously towards the others just as God first behaved graciously towards us. So I found this to be a clever way to think about this whole discussion of salvation. And again, we can easily understand how we can never earn an inheritance, but it can be lost. So as it relates to the, the last half of this passage that we read, should we expect the Lord to answer our prayers if we are not following him in word and deed? Well, I, I see where you're coming from here, I think, with the passage that we dealt with. But I'll, be, I'll begin answering that by saying that I guess it depends on uh, what we're praying for. So if we're saying the Lord's Prayer thy kingdom come, thy will be done, then yes, we can expect that God will always answer our prayer. If we're like Christ before he was put on the cross and we say, let this cup pass, nevertheless not my will but thine be done, uh, then we know he will answer our prayers. And I say this not just jokingly, but to retrain the way that we think so that we begin to think like the Bible. Uh, you see, the problem is we human beings are usually worried about the here and the now. And the Bible is telling us about God's promised kingdom. And that's where the true biblical faith, the trust that we talked about earlier, comes into play. We have to wait for the kingdom, trusting that God is true to his word. You know, I remind people all the time that the Bible doesn't promise good things will happen to good people in this life. And we can just look at Jesus as the prime example he was the perfect servant, the faithful one, and look how from an earthly, worldly perspective it ended for him. So the end of today's passage is talking about having a good foundation, which is the true biblical faith that we discussed earlier. Not just some sort of intellectual belief where we go around saying the Lord's name and claiming we believe in him, but a very deep and mature faith that's rooted in trusting him. And if we have that faith, then we have a firm foundation, and when the difficulties of this life beat against us like strong waves, we're immovable because we have true faith, a true trust in God and His coming kingdom. In today's episode, Father Aaron relayed some key points 
including that faith is better translated as trust, and that faith is not an intellectual concept, but a trust that is rooted in a firm belief of God's promises and his coming kingdom. In discussing the topic of faith versus works, we were asked to reframe our thinking of salvation as an inheritance, one that cannot be earned but can be lost. This inheritance is given to us only by the mercy of God. And finally, a wonderful saying from Father Paul Tarazi on this very important topic. Salvation is free of charge, but with a charge. Thank you for listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes. We hope you tune in next week for a new episode. Alleluia, glory to thee, O God. Alleluia, 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 glory to thee, O God. O our God and our hope, glory to thee.